Hello and welcome back to Waste My Time. This is episode two. You can call me M. <clears throat> We're all friends here. Um, literally, most of you guys listening are my friends, so thank you guys. Uh, I do really appreciate the feedback on the first episode and I hope that you see some favorable changes in this episode. And as always, let me know what you think, anything that I can do better. Um, and let's get into it. Today we have three stories for you. <clears throat> The first one is called Cinema and Siabra, and this guy's name is Phil. So I met Phil on Tinder, and as a general rule, like, don't swipe right on people who don't have any photos of themselves, and I know that, okay. This guy had all dog pictures as all of his photos. Why did I swipe right? I don't know. I was feeling a little frisky. I wanted to take a risk. Um, and so like off the bat, I could tell, you know, just a little bit strange, but it's fine. Um, we were talking for a little bit. I added him on snap cause I wanted to know what he looked like. And it was like very casual snap conversations, like nothing consistent by any means. And he just kept asking me to be friends with benefits. And I was like, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. Um, and he kept like asking me to go out and I was like, I don't really want to go out with you because I don't want to friends the benefits and you don't seem to understand that. And this went on for like, I don't know, a couple weeks probably. And why didn't I block him? I don't know. This was younger Emma. Okay. I wasn't the confident kind of person that you see today. So I just let it go on. And eventually he did manage to convince me to go on an out on a date with him sort of like I had told him, I was like, you understand that I don't want friends with benefits. He said, yeah. He was like, but I still want to go see this movie. And I was like, sure, I'll come see this movie with you. So I'm actually mostly mad about this date because I was working on a Halloween costume. I was going to visit um, one of my friends from high school at her college for a Halloween party. She knows who she is. And I was working on my Halloween costume and I left it and I didn't end up finishing it. So I had to finish it at her place. And I was mad that I wasted that time. (laughs) Anyway, I left my Halloween costume. I went to meet him for bubble tea. And then we're going to go see this movie. I'm, in general, not a huge fan of movies as a first date because you, like, can't talk to the person. So I was like, we'll get some bubble tea beforehand. I'll at least find out if he's, like, a serial killer or something. And then we can go into the movies. So we went to bubble tea. He was late. When he finally did show up, I was just like sitting reading a book. He was probably like 10 or 15 minutes late. When he finally did show up, he got some bubble tea. He sat down next to me and then proceeded to talk over me for the next like 30 minutes. He would like ask a question and I would start to answer and then he would immediately launch into the next question. And there was no like flow to this conversation. It was all over the place. It was so strange. But I was like, you know, maybe he's nervous. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt on the first date. Because it's scary meeting somebody that you don't know, especially like if you're not used to meeting up with people off of dating apps, like it can be intimidating. So I was like, you know what? It's fine. We'll, whatever. We'll just go into the movie. So the movie was about to start. We, neither of us had finished our drinks. And so I, we were talking about bringing them in and he was like, oh, I have really big pockets in my jacket so I can bring mine in. And I was like, oh yeah, like girls don't have pockets, so I can't put mine anywhere. And he basically just laughed. And he was like, you know, 
LOL, like sucks to be you that you don't have any pockets. You can't bring it in with you. And I was like, okay, rude. And so I tried to take it in anyway. And of course the staff were like, is that bubble tea? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, no, you can't bring that in here. I was like, okay, that's fair. So I threw it away, but he managed to get his in. Um, and I was like, why? He obviously had so much space. Like he had another pocket. He could have offered to take mine in, but he didn't. So anyway, that's fine. The movie that we were seeing was that one with Gerard Butler where he's in a submarine. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but you know, he had free tickets. He didn't buy these tickets. So I didn't feel that much pressure to like, not that you should ever feel pressure for to do anything if somebody paid for you, but I felt much less pressure for anything to happen or like to even be that cordial with him because he didn't even pay for the movie tickets. So like, whatever, man, I'm just here. I'm just trying to see this movie with Gerard Butler in a submarine. When we were standing in line um, to get the tickets, like to pick them up, I mentioned this was when Bohemian Rhapsody had come out, like the movie. And so I was talking about it and I was like, oh, like I've heard it's really good, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, what's Bohemian Rhapsody? And I was like, well, it's a movie, but it's like based on the song. He was like, I've never heard of it. And I was like, Queen? And he was like, who's Queen? I was like, um... The band? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> that should have been a red... That was a red flag, honestly. <laughs> so we get inside into the theater. He talks through all of the previews, which, like, you know, you can talk through the previews, but I was trying to not talk to him anymore. Like, I was done. I was out. Um, And he just, yeah, wanted to keep talking. So he talked through all the previews. At this point, it's like those big lounge chairs that you like press the button and the feet come up and it's like a like a nice like recliner and I am as far away from him as physically possible in this chair like I am all the way to the other side of the chair my arms are crossed my legs are straight out in front of me like as far as I could get from this man um so the movie starts and immediately his hand comes over and is on my thigh and I literally just froze I didn't do anything (laughs) And then he brings his hand back so he can take a drink, like a sip from his drink. And I pull my legs in up tight. So now I'm like fetal position, right? As far away from this guy as I can get in my chair. He finishes his drink and then his hand comes back onto my thigh, which is now so awkward because my legs are like basically at my chest. But he like, you know, like wedges his hand in there and puts it on my thigh. I was like, okay, this is fine, I guess. So we get a little bit further into the movie. He gets a little bit more bold. And now he's, like, trying to put his arm around me. But again, like, I'm not about it. So the way that he goes about this is he puts his hand in a fist and then he, like, jams it between my neck and the back of the chair. So my head is, like, my head is, like, forward. Like, my chin is on my chest now with his arm, like, directly behind my neck. And I just, like, lifted his arm up and I put it back on his lap and I like shook my head and then two minutes later he makes a fist again and this time he shoves it between my back and the chair 
And so, like, again, very uncomfortable. And his hand never left fist form. He was, his hand was a fist this whole time. So, like, you know, he shoves it between my back and the chair. And so, again, I, like, lean forward. I pull his arm out from behind me. I shake my head and I put it on his lap. And it's, we're probably, like, going through this, like, him trying to touch me all over the place for, like, an hour of this movie. And it got so bad that the guy sitting on the other side of me, who, like, we didn't know, um, noticed what was happening. And every time there was, like, a fist shoved behind one of my body parts, he would, like, sigh really loud. (laughs) And I was like, you know, like, you know what I'm going through. So, anyway... So it's about an hour of this stuff. And then finally, um, Phil tries to grab my hand. And my arms are crossed, right? So he, like, brings his hand over and tries to, like, pull my fingers up one by one from being against my arm. And I literally just, like, didn't move my arms and I just shook my head. And so then he leans over and he whispers, do you want to hold hands? (laughs) What? So I was like, I leaned back over and I was like, no, thank you. And and then he like nodded and then he just was on his phone for the rest of the movie, which is a huge pet peeve of mine. I hate it when people are on their phones during the during movies, but he's on his phone for the entire rest of the movie. And then I'm, I'm already thinking to myself, like, what are we going to do when we get out of here? What am I going to say? I'm just going to be like, listen, I had a nice time. Thank you so much. I don't think this is going to work out. And then I'll go to my car and we'll be great. Okay. I don't understand. To this day, I have no idea how this man timed it like this. He must have seen the movie before. All of a sudden, he leaps out of his chair, jumps, didn't even, did not even return the footrest, okay? He jumps up And then he turns and he books it out the back of the theater. I'm talking, this man was sprinting, okay? He could have won medals for the way that he ran out the back of this theater. It happened so fast, I swear to God, my head was spinning. I was like, I like looked around, I was like, I don't understand what just happened. And he managed to do it. Like, he jumps up, runs out the back of the theater, and then the credits roll. And I was like what the hell? (laughs) So, I mean, what do you do in that scenario, right? Like, I had no idea what was going on. So, I called my best friend and I went to the bathroom and I was like, do you think he's waiting for me in the parking lot? Like, is he going to try to abduct me? What do I do? And so, I'm sitting in the the bathroom and I'm like, okay, like, I'm just going to talk to you as I go outside. I'll just look around for him. We'll see what happens. So, go outside. He's nowhere to be found. I block him on Snapchat (laughs) and go home and finish my Halloween costume. So thank you, Phil, for the free movie to see Gerard Butler. I appreciate that. Um, And not thank you for anything else. And screw you for making me not able to finish my Halloween costume. Okay. So our next story, uh, I've nicknamed it Mommy Dearest. And this guy, we're, you know, usually I just like change their names This guy we're just going to call the perv because that's how I feel in my heart and that's what I want to name him. This happened around the be. This started around the beginning of quarantine, but it lasted quite some time, honestly. I think it was like it ended like September of last year. So, started around the beginning of quarantine. um, This guy from my high school 
messages me on Instagram. I recognize his name, kind of didn't really know him. He was a couple years younger than me. He slides into my DMs telling me that I'm beautiful. And so we talked a little bit. He had my mom as a teacher, which is how he like knew about me. So we talk a little bit. He seems pretty normal. I give him my number. We're texting for a little bit. He laid it on thick. Okay. We're talking like, oh, I always knew you were beautiful, but just like never really had the chance to talk to you. And when you popped up on my Instagram feed, I just had to take a shot, blah, blah, blah. And you know, whatever. It's quarantine. I'm bored. So I was like, oh, thank you. (laughs) So we're talking for a little bit. I add him on Snapchat. Um, and then things fade, you know, we're not really talking very much months, like months later, we're just having casual convo. I think he responded to one of my snap stories. He makes a joke about buying pictures of my feet and I jokingly was like, LOL, well, how much? And then all of a sudden it was real. (laughs) And so now I'm selling him a picture of my feet for $50, $50 homies, 50 big ones. So I was like, heck yeah. Um, it was very interesting. I've never sold a picture of my feet before and I haven't since because this was a bad experience, but he basically sent me a picture of somebody else's feet and he was like, I want you to pose them like this. And so I did and I sent it to him and he paid me. And then he was like, I'll pay you an extra $10 if you watch this video of me jerking off. And I was like, easy. So he sends me the video. I didn't even watch it. Click through it real quick. Great. Sends me another 10 bucks. Amazing. I made $60. I'm an entrepreneur and I think that we're good and done. I was like, okay, that's it. Like I'm not really interested in anything else. He's trying to get, trying to be like a repeat customer. And I'm like, "Mm, no, I, I feel good with my $60. Like I don't need to do this anymore. But of course he can't take no for an answer. And so he starts just sending me more and more like unsolicited dick pics and videos. And so eventually I just block him because, you know, I'm not going to deal with that. So forget about him, right? I'm like totally done with that. Whatever. He's blocked. It's fine. Months later, I get another DM on Insta from someone who also says, like, we went to high school together. This time I did not recognize the name, but he was following some people that I also went to high school with. And so I was like, okay, like, maybe, again, like, maybe he was younger and I just didn't know who he was. Again, my mom was a teacher, so some people knew about me that I didn't know about. Um, So we talked for a little bit. He doesn't have any pictures of himself on his Instagram. And I was like, oh, like, what do you look like? Maybe I'll recognize you. So I add him on Snapchat. And of course, I get a dick pic. And now, I don't like, I hate to say this, but unfortunately, because the perv had sent me so many pictures of his dick unsolicited, I know what that shit looks like, okay? I can recognize it. I don't like that about myself. I don't want to be able to do that, but I know now. Also, his hands. Like, his hand is just really, I don't know. His hand is just, like, really chubby, and so next to his dick, like, that is burned into my brain. His hand holding. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to do this to you. It's bad enough that I have to suffer. So, sure enough, sends me a dick pic 
unsolicited. It's the same dick. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is the same kid. This is really messed up. So I screenshot it and I block him on Snapchat and on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, hopefully this is the end of it. Another couple weeks goes by and now I'm getting more Instagram DMs from accounts that I don't know. There was like two separate ones. Um, their name, like whatever, just named after random things and asking to buy pictures of me. And they are following the other girls from my high school that his fake account was following and girls that were like in his year because I did know some of them. So I know that it's him. And I'm like, this is super shady. Also around this time period, I was receiving pornographic images through text, just like random numbers, um, which I now know was not him. And I do feel a little bit bad that I blamed him for those images, but also like what he was doing was bad. So if he wasn't like a shitty person, I wouldn't have thought that he was doing shitty things. I don't feel that bad about it. Anyway, I was receiving like random porn from random numbers, sometimes in group chats, stuff like that. I know it wasn't him because I've talked to my friends and they've had the same issues, which like, can we do something about that? I don't understand how this is happening. Anyway, so again, this is like, now it's like months later. Now it's like maybe a month or two. So June of 2021. And I was like, I have to get this to stop. How do I get this to stop? Well, (laughs) I know his full name, so I can probably find his mom. (laughs) So I did a little research and I found his mom and I found her work email. And this is what I said to her. I said, hi, miss the perv. I'm really sorry to be reaching out on your work email, but I'm not sure what else to do. I went to high school with, I think, your son, the perv. Recently, he has been harassing me on social media and using my phone number. He has sent me multiple unsolicited images and videos of his penis and made up fake names and accounts and messaged me multiple times. Whenever I block him, he makes a new account. He also spammed my phone with illicit text messages and pictures of porn using an app to spoof different numbers after I block him. That obviously wasn't true, but I thought it was true at the time. If this behavior continues, I will have no choice but to report him to the police. I can send you some of the photos he has sent me, but I'm sure you also would prefer not to see them. I'm pretty sure he knows my family, so I'm also nervous for how he will react to all of this. Please let me know if you need more information from me. Again, I'm so sorry to be contacting like you, contacting you like this. Best M. She said, OMG, I am so, so sorry. I will speak to him immediately. <clears throat> okay. Around this same time, I, um, posted on my own Instagram with his actual name. And I was like, if anyone knows this kid, like, please tell him to leave me alone. Another girl from my high school reached out to me who I, I actually knew her in high school. And she was like, OMG, he did the same thing to me. Um, you know, I talked to him for like a minute and then he just would, was incessantly trying to get, um, nudes from me, buy nudes from me, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, so this is obviously more intense behavior than any of us were thinking. Then his mom emails me again. She says, hi, M. I spoke to the perv and he denies that it is him. He said he would not waste his time making fake accounts and sending stuff from an app to hide his number. Let's just take that in for a second. <laughs> 
He said he would not waste his time making fake accounts and sending stuff from an app to hide his number. So he's not denying that he would send unsolicited dick pics. He's denying. Like, that's like if I was like, you murdered that man with that hammer. And you were like, no, I would never use a hammer. Like, what the f- Okay, anyway. (laughs) She said, will you please let me know if anything further happens? I would, of course, like to believe with all that is in me that it was really not him. However, I really don't know what to believe. Terribly sorry for your mental anguish. Terribly sorry that anyone would be so disrespectful. I've spoken to his dad as well. I hope and pray you do not have any more problems, but please let me know if there is. Fine. So, okay. Then nothing happens. It seems like things are done. Um, And then the text messages start up again, which, again, at this point, I still thought that it was him. All the people that I talked to about what I was receiving so far hadn't gotten, hadn't had anything like this happen to them. Again, since that time, I have talked to people that have been getting um, images and stuff like that. But at this point in time, I still thought that it was him. So it's now September, a couple months later, the pictures start up again. So I emailed her again and I said, you know, it seemed your talk had worked for a bit, but he's back at it. I can supply the photos of his genitals that he sent me. I have to talk to the police. I've talked to some girls from our high school who mentioned that he's done similar things to them, though not to this degree. Um, I'm concerned for my safety and the safety of my family, blah, blah, blah. She said, I would like to speak with you. I would like to see the text messages. Someone is obviously spamming him. Please send the pics and alert the police. And I said, okay, great. I can do that. And then I just went ahead and I sent her the pictures of his penis. (laughs) So I sent her his dick pics. I sent her a screenshot of the conversation that I had with the girl who said she did the same thing to him. And... Basically, I told her about something that happened to me that was deeply personal and made this very difficult, and she said that she started a nonprofit to work with girls that are victims of sexual abuse, and it's something she's very passionate about, and then that her son didn't do this. (laughs) And I was like, okay, interesting. Um... So I sent one final email basically just saying, like, you know, did you look at those photos? She didn't mention anything about the photos after I sent them, like, oh, that's not him or anything like that. I'm like, well, we all know it's him. Um, And I said, I'm sure it's devastating to hear these things about your child, but, you know, I did report him to the police, and I encourage you to think about early warning signs of violence, especially sexual violence. Um... And that was the last thing that we said. Um, I told her, thank you for responding to me. And I haven't heard anything from him. I haven't heard anything from her. So, so far, so good. But it is really concerning that he did this multiple times. And, you know, I'm not really friends with that many people on Instagram. So there could be other girls in his grade that he did it to from our high school. And I just hope, if he ever hears this, that he turned it around and stopped being a perv. 
Anyway, if you want someone to stop contacting you, I highly recommend screenshotting their dick pics and sending it to their mom because it does seem like it works pretty well. And I think if I were a mom and I had to look at my son's dick pics, he'd be in a world of trouble. That's for sure. So that's Mommy Dearest. And our last story today is called Build-A-Boy. This guy has the same name as my brother. So if you know my brother's name, then you know his name. And if you don't, then you think that my brother's name is Eric now. Um, Highly recommend not dating someone with the same name as your sibling. This is the first and the last time. Anytime I see someone with the name Eric, I swipe left immediately. But this one time, he was super cute. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. We'll do it. I also broke my second one of this is actually probably my first rule, but I almost always add people on Snapchat before I meet up with them specifically because I want to make sure obviously that they look like their profile. So I also did not do this with Eric, um, but he had Build-A-Bear in his Tinder profile and I was really trying to go to Build-A-Bear because I haven't been in forever. Also, like I'm like 22 at this point. Don't judge me. Okay. Build-A-Bear is fun for all ages. So... I was super excited about going to Build-A-Bear. Didn't really talk to him that much before we were going there. I think that his car was having issues, so he said that his friend had to drive him, which is fine. We went to the mall that was closer to him anyway. Um, so I show up at the mall. I'm waiting there. He's about 15 minutes late, right? And I'm like, he hasn't texted me or anything to tell me that he's going to be late. Nothing like that. So I'm standing outside Build-A-Bear just like waiting. Um... I look over and there's some like middle schoolers standing like 10 feet away from me. Some middle school boys. And they're like looking over at me and like giggling amongst themselves. Just like standing at the rally in the same way that I am. And just like looking at me and then laughing. And then looking at me again and then laughing. And so I'm like, am I getting catfished by 12 year olds right now? Like, is that is this a thing that's happening to me in real life? And so they keep doing that for a little bit, and then they go into the store next to Build-A-Bear. And now it's like he's like 30 minutes late, if he even exists. So I'm like, they're, okay, I'm, I definitely just got catfished by 12-year-olds for sure. I'm just going to go home. This is the end of it. So I, I decide to leave. Um, I call my best friend. I'm walking out of the mall. I'm like, dude, you'll never believe this. I just got catfished by middle schoolers. Like they really set me up and I really thought (laughs) that this guy actually wanted to go on a date with me to build a bear, but he didn't. And I'm sad. And so I, I'm almost outside the mall and then Eric calls me and I pick it up and he's like, I'm outside build a bear. Like, where are you? And I was like, no way. So I go back. He looks exactly like his photographs. He's also tall as this man was like six five or like six seven he was huge we have a great time build a bear super fun he pays for my bear and he pays for me to get a full outfit on my bear okay that is expensive shit i was like we balling out here amazing i we had a great time i was like yeah let's go on a second date for sure we make plans to see the movie venom this time He's 20 minutes late once again. Again, no text, no nothing. But I don't mean 20 minutes late past like when we said we were going to meet up or 20 minutes late even past like the start time of the movie because I don't mind missing the preview. So that's fine. But we were like late. We were like 
10 or 15 minutes late into the movie. And I was like, that's just not okay. I can't deal with this being late and also not saying anything about it. Just like showing up 20 minutes late. Like now you're for real wasting my time. Um, so that was the end of that. It was fun while it lasted, Eric, but you got to get a, you got to get a hold of your time management skills, my guy. You really got to work on it. So those are our three stories. Um, for episode two, I hope that you enjoyed them. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys with more in a couple weeks.